Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of ECBRO Bigfoot Radio. Today, I'm going to go over a few random topics and just openly discuss a couple things that you should keep in mind, a few things I want to state, and, um, well, you just may find it interesting. Uh, this will be a short segment, so enjoy it, share it. And uh, for future listeners, I do want to encourage you to share our podcast and uh, give you a heads up. In the month of May, the ECBRO is hosting a Bigfoot campout in May. I will share further updates on the ne- one of our next upcoming podcasts. And also in the month of June, we are scheduled to have our annual Virginia Bigfoot Conference and Family Festival. That will be happening June 26th and June 27th. You can find the information on our Facebook wait, uh, our Facebook uh, event page. That is the ECBRO Annual Virginia Bigfoot Conference. Find us, like us, and also for the ECBRO Bigfoot Radio, we have a Facebook page. Be sure to like and follow. I do share the episodes on there as well as they are available on several podcast platforms. Spotify, Pocket Cast. Radio Public, Breaker, Google Podcast. So be sure to check us out, follow us, and spread the word. Uh, let's open up our minds a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. Since when did science have all the answers about the creation of life? Well, it's obvious they don't. But we'll take a look into the scientific theories surrounding life within itself. What's known about the unknown? More specifically, Sasquatch, other known as Bigfoot. To some, the impossible, or just a campfire story, created as folklore. Answers. Who has them? No one, but we all want them, right? Well, I want to share a few outspoken truths that many will still fail to understand or acknowledge. When it comes to the proof of Sasquatch or the so-called facts that so many address regarding our cryptid friend, and yes, I will address Sasquatch in this uh, in this statement as our cryptid friend until reasons uh, come to my attention, to other new attentions. Or, uh, I believe it's safe to say Bigfoot, Sasquatch, is a cryptid, as I stated in my most recent little podcast segment. Again, I do believe Bigfoot Sasquatch is some form of unknown, unclassified primate. Everybody has a right, and everyone is entitled to their own opinion and belief. Again, my belief was based off of research, studies, observations, and so that's my conclusion. The many facts spoken of by so-called researchers and enthusiasts. I like to call them all lies. They may not be intentional lies, but uh, however, there's no facts, there's no evidence to support these claims that come across as facts. Because truth is, again, as I stated in the previous podcast, we really don't know nothing. I mean, how do I know that they are all lies? Well, when we have speculation on an undiscovered species, and you preach to the people, stating that the 
uh, assumptions are true, not having nor providing solid proof to support your claim, and so bluntly insisting to ignore your statements of being no more than speculation, then it's a lie created by the liar. <sighs> All right. Now, try to stay with me and follow me. You're going to notice how random I am. And um, that's all right. But try to follow me carefully. I have often made claims in my past based off the interest and the love of this topic. Rather than having proof to support what I laid out there. And through the years, I have come to correct my claims. And some I have further inf information to stand firm and most of what I threw out there, and with that, uh, with what I share, either you being a professor or a simple underclassman, non-funded researcher such as myself, you just may reconsider your thoughts, theories, and claims. So, yeah, I'm nobody special. I'm a boots-on-the-ground researcher. I take the time to study in and out of the field. I dedicate myself to wanting to learn. Now, we all must be humble in our search, not to be so proud of what we may learn from one younger or less, edu uh, less educated as one who may have a degree, uh, for it's ones like me who only have a high school diploma, also self-funded, who dedicates a great deal of my own time in the field, boots on the ground, exploring and researching for answers. Ladies and gentlemen, let it be known, Bigfoot or Bigfooting is not a race to see who can come up with the best evidence or the big breaking news discovery. And I, I believe that's the issue with a lot of people. There's so many people out there, they have turned the topic of Bigfoot into um, something that's uh, competitive. Everybody feels competitive with each other. Some people got to have the best, you know, TV Bigfoot show and make it more exciting, you know, for the viewers. So that's, that's television for you. Some people got to put out more books than the others. Some people got to be, you know, put in front of the public more often. Yeah, I get asked to come speak at events. I'm honored. It's a, it's a privilege and it's very exciting because you get to share your experience your knowledge, your research, you know, and share your point of view to the public. I love doing that. I am all about sharing uh, my self-knowledge, spreading awareness of who I am, what I am, what I know, and what I believe, just as anyone should be, anyone else should be the same. Let's explore with our minds and open up new possibilities as I will take you through some points and views of my research and studies, as well as the answer I am standing by till this day. Prepare your thoughts. Oh, excuse me. Prepare yourself for my thoughts, my research, my reasons behind my belief, and draw your own conclusions on, on what are the real facts versus speculation in the Bigfoot community. Everyone's going to have to learn to draw their own conclusions. What one person believes, what one person states, should not be your answer, should not be your destination of knowledge. Consider what is shared, but don't take it 
to the, don't take it as concrete. Don't take it as definitive. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to take everything, what you hear, what you, regardless if it's a claim or a statement, you got to take it with a grain of salt. You need to do your own research. Well, again, bear with me. I'm a little uh, uh, random here. Uh, I got, you know, some of the stuff I'm going to go over, you'll hear me throw out questions, and then I'll make statements. So, who all is seeing the mysterious undiscovered creature? Where are they seeing them? Well, we're well, we are going to do what I like to call salting the wounds of so-called researchers and share some information on legit sane individuals versus those who we question, not just to doubt, but their and their insanity. Many photos and even videos that flood social media portraying the Bigfoot creature that many of us do find exciting with hopes of relief towards our belief in such a being. Then on the other hand, you have images of dark, disordered forestry, smudged up images with glares, or even images of tree stumps or a simple speck in the, in the blurry distance. You know, a lot of that goes for pixelation, low-resolution cameras, and so much more. Now, I'm not denying maybe somebody, are, you know, some of these people are seeing things in, in real life, in real person. But I'm going to tell you, a lot of these people that share all these images and these videos, they're out there doing field videos, taking snapshots, random photos, and then they go home and they view everything and they zoom in, they zoom in and zoom in. And what happens when you constantly zoom in on an image is it becomes pixelated, distorted. And what happens when those pixelated those pixels expand and the image becomes distorted? Sometimes it forms images that were never really there. Example, pareidolia. Alright. Well, let's see. Um the sad truth is people find these I, yeah, I'll, I'll call them abom abominations as truth. And such a sickening praise or recognition over all this. Now, some of you guys may not agree with what I'm talking about. Everybody has their own belief. If you want to believe your blurry blob squatch image is a real Bigfoot, hey, maybe it is. Maybe you did see something, but it came out looking ugly and looking like nothing. But... You still put it out there as, this is my Bigfoot. Yeah, you got a lot of people that follow you. You got a lot of people that agree with you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to laugh at you openly. I'm not going to make mockery of you. If somebody shares a picture that looks like that to me, and like, hey, what are your thoughts? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to, you know, I, I try to be encouraging at the same time. But my honesty tends to throw people off. My honesty tends to, you know, hey, you know, if, if I don't see it, I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. <clears throat> well, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> let it be known, this pollution is destroying the credibility of many who strive to put forth the truth with logic. There is a great deception among us here, and I will share what is going on here.
but I ask you to brace yourselves for the answers to why this is happening. First of all, let me introduce to you, which I already mentioned, pareidolia. A simple illusion of what the mind is projecting, causing deception of an image that is not presented nor is real. I'm going to repeat that word for word. Pareidolia. You could actually look up the definition of this. There is a different statement for the definition of this. But be careful and listen carefully how I describe it. Pareidolia, a simple illusion of what the mind is projecting, causing deception of an image that is not present, nor is it real. Okay, this subject has been much debated over on several occasions, on various photos, and has gotten to the point where the ones who argue against it to defend the deception of their image has altered the truth behind the meaning of the psychological phenomenon. Well, there is two points or possibilities here that is happening with this. And it can only be one or the other. One, there is a lie that has been told too many times. And the one sharing it has fallen into their own deceit. So deep that they came to the point of believing it themselves. Yes, this really does happen. The people who fall under this way of believing are also called or referred to as neurotic people. Let me share an example here. If you see faces in random objects, you, you might be kind of neurotic. That's the one new study suggests, as reported in Brain Decoder, a researcher at the NNT Communication Science Laboratory in Tokyo gave 166 undergraduates two standard psychological tests that Assesses the big five, personality traits and emotional mood. They then showed each of the participants the same pattern of random dots and asked them to report and draw whatever shapes they saw in the dots. Those who scored higher for all right, neurotism on the psychological test were more likely to see faces in the dots as well as seeing plants and animals. So, listen, do you guys see where I'm going with this? And the simple point that I'm trying to lay out here for you, do you guys see this? Do you understand what I'm getting at now? There is a serious complica uh, complication here with many in the Bigfoot community. Many will not wake up from their delusion that haunts their emotions, that controls their mentality, and they're just a lost or blind way of thinking. Why am I sharing this information? Well, people, we need to put our foot down. But with encouragement. See, I, I was telling you about that earlier. I try to encourage people. And most of all, if all possible, we need to ignore this all over. And I know personally that it's not always avoided. I get presented with images all the time, and I do, you know, I do share my honest opinion, but not everyone's going to understand. Some of us are involved with our passion in this field that we become deceived into believing the utmost illogical possibilities, and it drives us into a blind state of seeing the real truth. I have often had put myself in check over many of my own findings, only because from the beginning of my research, 
I had influences that I later found out and discovered that I was questioning their credibility and source of information, only to find out it had nothing, there was nothing to support that, but was only made up just to please their own fantasy. Yep. I wanted answers for myself, so I further educated myself with science, nature, wildlife, and the ecology around me. I focused myself on the on the known to study the patterns of behaviors. Let me specify on the known. Because there is the known versus the unknown. And I've over and over, and, I, and I'll continue doing so, to research and learn and understand what is known, our known species, our common species in the forest, deer, bear, whatever, coyotes, wolves, you know, mountain lions. Every known species of animal. When you hear me talk about the known, it's what's commonly known and recognized. So, have you ever asked yourself, how can I learn or know and understand an unknown without knowing what already is known and acknowledged by science before seeking a cryptid species? Stop and analyze where you are and what you are doing. There is so much hidden natural truth to see right in front of you. If only you could understand natural life. As it stands and you could simply rule out all the obvious known species and all natural occurrences. By doing so, you are moving obstacles that are obstructing your view of what has been hidden among you. Something to keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's see. <sighs> well, moving on. Got a good question. Who is reliable? Or who is incredible? Who is credible in the field? This is a great and very important question we need to ask ourselves and not take others' word or say-so over anything. We all need to check ourselves before judging others' uh, others' credibility. More importantly, we need to ask ourselves, what is the substantial evidence when it comes to Bigfoot? Secondly, is it out there to be found, and do we have it? These are really tough questions that I'm asking. For one, they especially apply to me. I'm not ruling myself out. And anything I put out there, and it refers to other people, it also includes me. Okay? Two, they need to be carefully thought over before being answered. Let's begin with eyewitnesses. But where to start? I can share this much that I personally have had the privilege of interviewing several former non-believers of Bigfoot who never in their wildest dreams, never once imagined, not ever seen a Bigfoot, actually had the impossible happen to them. These people had an eye-opening occurrence and a life-changer. To hear the shock and excitement in their voice combined by fear while they speak of what should have never happened to them opens up a new reality in their life. They're seeing life in a whole different view. Think about that. What is considered to be impossible became possible. It became an instant reality. Uh, police officers have, have shared encounters with me. Hunters have experienced unexplained occurrences and events. 
Now, photo evidence has been shared to me by hunters and hikers of tracks larger than any human known to exist today and, and not belonging to any known animal in the forest around us. This alone does not include the many other reports taken from other researchers from around the world and the documentation and history by Native Americans dating back hundreds of years and earlier of a large, hairy, bipedal beast roaming the forests of our own homeland here in North America. Sadly but true, according to many skeptics, and more so by non-believers, it's all one big misidentification or even a hoax. Very few of us, such as myself, study and researches the known wildlife, commonly known and acknowledged by all scientists in order to learn and understand patterns, behaviors, sounds, and tracks in motion, and, the also, and, and, and also the diets of all living creatures. Not to mention the study of damage made by weather. By doing so, this will help you in a very important manner of distinguishing the differences apart from an unknown construction to a piece of evidence left behind. These researchers who study wildlife with passion, who also provide evidence of the unknown, are ones I highly recommend paying special attention to. You just may learn the truth. Now, there are several, there are several very good, in, in, uh, you know, researchers out there. I could recommend quite a few, uh, depending on where you live. I associate and affiliate with several different researchers in various states. Um, I could tell you a couple great ones right here in the state of Virginia, where I'm located. Um, again, um, I, I try to follow with other, uh, East coast researchers. Um, a lot of times me and several other researchers, we do collaborate. We do share, um, when they find things, they report a lot to me and, uh, you know, I'll give them feedback and it works out great. And when I get a report from somebody, um, of a sighting or whatever it may be, uh, depending on where that location is. If I know a researcher that covers that area, um, I share that information to them and let it go from there. Um, so, you know, many of us observe and see the large number of forums surrounding and flooding social media and how so many people want praise for every little post or photo of what they are calling Bigfoot evidence. Well, one, one important problem is they fail to provide an actual photo of a subject appearing in the photo. Sounds familiar, right? Posted photos with captions saying such things as, look at the two watching me here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and this is the very pollution that is hurting the credibility of the ones trying to provide serious pieces of evidence to be considered towards the existence and awareness of Sasquatch. Uh, I, could, I could take you deeper into further pollution and the muck that is being thrown out there among us. So, um, well, you know, there's so much more. There's other topics I want to get into, and I hope you've been following me because I've been a little random. Um, I guess, you know, there is one other thing 
uh, I can throw out there. And I'll probably get a lot of negative feedback on this one because I know there's a lot of people believe in this next topic. Um, it might be a little touchy. Um, let me see. I got some notes here. Just bear with me. All right. <coughs> Excuse me a second. This one here you may find interesting. Interdimensional sci-fi. Yep, that's what I call it. Interdimensional sci-fi. Fiction-based theories. Why do many people believe that Bigfoot have special abilities? All right, again, I'm going to probably get a lot of negative feedback on this, but this is my research I have written down, and, you know, I'm reading off of my research, and just bear with me here, ladies and gentlemen, just bear with me. So, again, why do many people believe that Bigfoot have special abilities, such as examples, uh, cloaking, uh, telepathy, you know, or telepathic powers. Um, all right, let's keep it simple, shall we? First off, let me start off by saying all living creatures are, an, are as organic as mankind are. We're living organisms. We have cells. We are all flesh and blood beings. We have intelligence, some more than others. Humans or mankind have wild imaginations and fantasies developed from our own self-conscious, that are implanted into the minds so strong that we dwell on them, and without doubt we believe such nonsense as truth. Secondly, many animals are naturally well hidden in their environment. Many, <clears throat> excuse me, many of them naturally blend with the trees of the forest and even the leaf litter of the woods. It's all a natural, ordinary happening or occurrence. No animal has powers, okay? And I'm going to, let me say, before I go any further, let me specify on this. You can believe they have special abilities. You can believe they have powers. But there is no way, shape, or form you can provide evidence to support that claim. So with that being said, I'll make this clear. If you have a if you had an experience that you cannot explain, it's okay to talk about it. You know, if it's something you really had happen to you, I would just talk about it privately with a few individuals and do some research on it. You know? Uh maybe talk to a psychologist. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm actually being serious. Um, I'm not trying to make joke, make light of it. Because, you know, I do believe people are experiencing things that they just can't explain. But again, ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing to, there's no evidence to support what you're saying it is. Anyone who claims their own belief to be facts when it comes to the knowledge of Bigfoot is sadly mistaken. Now, see, we, I, I spoke about this on my last little segment. Why? Because there is no proof or evidence to back these theories up. 
One may swear to a continuing occurrence of sightings, but why is it not uh not um why is it not so to others who dwell in that area? The Bigfoot community has way too many attention seekers trying their darnest to gain popularity and awareness. It's sad, but they do get it. But what's upsetting and yes, could be aggravating is that many follow and believe such nonsense. Now, some, on the other hand, may simply be misidentified sightings of known species, such as bear or a person in hunting camo, gear, research. Research is to learn and know the organic truth, not create it, create it in a falsified way. Step outside your fantasies and look with your naked eye. Observe. Listen. And then analyze. Don't ever assume. That's common with many in the Bigfoot world today. Even veterinarians that don't conduct DNA studies correctly or completely take unfinished results, assume before the sequence is fully compared and or finished properly to do so, causing a large following of uneducated individuals into a deceptive, a deception of error. So do your homework. Research out of the field. Know your field of study. Read and apply. Why do so many, uh, why do so many people claim theories as facts? The truth behind theories are they are only ideas of the human imagination. Some more than others are more likely to have a chance of, you know, having some truth behind them. But, yes, a big but. Without evidence to support an idea, we as a whole cannot claim theories to be true by any means. Bigfoot, in the world we live in, that it has so vast of a large unchar uh, uncharted forest all throughout the world, we as enthusiasts and our researchers that have a stable mental mind do not see Bigfoot on a normal basis. Or we are fortunate to even see the creature at, at least once in our lifetime. Some, on the other hand, have an overactive um, imagination of seeing what they want to. Cloaking, portals, dimensions. Yeah, there is great explanation for these claims and theories that flood our community. Science that is not understood in education or awareness of our own living species, living in their own environment, and how they are made and or um, adapted to live with Natural elusive abilities. Yes, I'll repeat that. Natural elusive abilities. Natural is a key word in that. A deer or a bear, they're great examples of blending in the forest. These animals could disappear with simple movement behind the foliage that's around them. Now, this next part right here, I'm going to speak about primates. Listen carefully. Primates in their own world are great masters of hide-and-go-seek. Yes, non-human primates, gorillas and chimpanzees, the mountain gorillas. Example, primatologists who spend their time in the jungles and forests observing the variety of our known primate species, our non-human, our known non-human primates, acknowledge the simple elusive disappearing act that they do they do when moved into the foliage that surrounds them in their environment. 
even just a few feet away. So, you know, without getting into deeper explanation, be sure you consider nature, science, and reality. Do not, do not rule the obvious. Do not rule the obvious. Know the truth. Yeah, do not rule out the obvious. Know the truth. Alright. Unfortunately, reality does not exist for many hoaxers of the Bigfoot community. As they create a non-existent world apart from the one most of us live in, there is an interdimensional world belonging to the minds of such people, a sci-fi world that is pure fictional. And this is used and taught in order for their unexplained to exist. Bigfoot is believed to pass to and from one realm to another, even have the ability to dis disappear from anyone who may encounter them at will. Now, this is a simple illogical. A lot of these people have a illogical mindset. Never having evidence to support any such possibility of such nonsense. This sort of thing really hurts many of us because we are looked at not as being normal or having a cuckoo sanity, a mental illness, as one may refer to it as. But how can we fix this? How can we fix this? Simple. Um, you know, some would say we could start shunning the, those who put that out there, simply ignoring them. Uh, just not giving them the attention they seek. One theory in particular that is very common in the Bigfoot community that affects the credibility and the sincerity of most of us serious researchers is the subject of cloaking. What is this referring to? This is the ability to be able to turn invisible according to many who could only provide irrational answers. So let's look at the meaning behind this. Invisibility is a state of an object that cannot be seen. An object in this state is said to be invisible, literally not invisible. The term is often used in fantasy science fiction, where objects cannot be seen by magical or techno technological means. However, its effects can also be demonstrated in the real world, particularly in physics and perceptual psycho psychology classes. Since objects can be seen by light in the visible spectrum from a source reflecting of their own surfaces and hitting the viewer's eyes, the most natural form of invisibility, whether real or fictional, is an object that neither reflects nor absorbs light. That is, it allows light to pass through it. This is known as transparency. Some of you guys might be familiar with this, with the alleged Bigfoot hairs. And is seen in many naturally occurring material. Although, no naturally occurring material is 100% transparent. Invisibility perception depends on several optical and visual factors. For example, invisibility depends on the eyes of the observer and the instruments used. Thus, an object can be classified as invisible to a person, animal, instrument, or etc. In research on sensorial perception, it has been shown that invisibility is perceived in cycles. Invisibility is often considered to be the most, or excuse me, the supreme form of camouflage, as it does not reveal the viewer any kind of vital signs, visuals, effects, or any... Um, 
yeah, or any, instead of making use of, uh, excuse me, of frequencies, excuse me, of the, all right, electrical magnetic spectrum detect detectable to the human eye, instead making use of radio, infrared, or ultraviolet wavelengths. In illusion optics, invisibility is a special case of illusion effects. All right, um... Yeah, the illusion of free space. Yeah, cloaking is not a magical trick or power belonging to any living creature or being on Earth. This is one of two forms of logical, uh, yeah, logically explained camouflage. All right, let's look at a couple of uh, uh, side notes. A, an animal of the Earth in its own natural habitat and environment, state of living, and can naturally blend in with its surroundings is, and not to mention that some rare species may have what is known as translucent hair or fur allowing for a natural blend. Translucent allows light to pass through the uh, an object. Or B, a person using form of clothing to disguise themselves within a habitat not of its own living quarters and or the use of modern technology normally associated with military gear to reflect its surroundings causing the illusion of invisibility. So let it be known that science is far, uh, has far come to the existence and has many explanations yet to establish truth with many theories that they study. Science is often wrong, but yet has proven logical happenings over and over regarding natural occurrences, not magical powers that don't exist. Ladies and gentlemen, enough of my rambling with my random topics. I want to encourage you to be logical, be wise, be sane, and analyze before you state your thoughts and opinions. I hope I um, learn to have information that supports your conclusions. And sometimes that's easier said than done, but it takes time. It takes time. Um, there's so much more I could go on and talk to you about tonight. Um, there's, uh, there's some other great stuff I could talk to you about on my solo discussions. Uh, one of the things is the the origins of Bigfoot and my theories and beliefs behind that. You guys may find that very fascinating. Um, anything I share with you guys, I do not expect you to agree at all. Um, question me. Question yourselves. Question others. Don't accept anything out there in the world. Don't accept anything that's being stated. Especially be careful how it's stated and how one presents it. Because if it comes across as fact then that should be a red flag right there. Because, again, ladies and gentlemen, there is no facts. Okay? There is no facts about Bigfoot. Research, study, and draw your own conclusions. So, till next time, ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage you to continue following ECBO Bigfoot Radio. And uh, I'm your host and researcher of the ECBRO, East Coast Bigfoot Researchers Organization. You can find me on Facebook, you can find the ECBRO on Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter. So uh, meanwhile, keep it squatchy, my friends. And uh, God bless.